Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. Welcome back to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. My name is Jack McLean. I'm the host. In today's episode, I interview Beth Dowling. She's our Prepare Like a Pro strength conditioning coach intern for the Upway Tacoma Football Club. She's also completing her master's in strength and conditioning at the Latrobe University. Highlights from this episode, we discuss the importance of gaining practical skills as a developing coach, practical tips for coaches who want to develop their networking skills, the importance of trying new methods and assessing if they are effective or not. Before we start this episode, if you want to prepare like a pro to manage your football club's high-performance program, which includes my strength and conditioning programming and an intern like Beth facilitating the sessions and individualizing the program to suit the players, email us at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome, Beth. Thanks for jumping onto the show tonight. All right. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to uh, diving into this interview. Let, let's start at the very beginning. Yeah. At what age did you discover you had a passion for health, fitness and, and strength and conditioning? Um, young age. I think I was really fortunate not to have quite a sporting family. Um, so kind of grew up from there. Um, I grew up in England, so rugby union was my go-to for a long time. And then when I came to Australia, integrating through netball um, throughout my young life and my teenage life, and then obviously footy. Um, AFL is my, what I love, what I love to do. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of strength and conditioning, what I wanted, I initially wanted to go down the physio route, um, as most people want to do, um, to mm-hmm. start their career. Um, as a clumsy kid, had a lot of injuries, um, as soon as I'm still nursing one now. And I kind of just started thinking about how can I, improve my body and get my body back as quickly as I can to start playing netball um, and running and things like that. So kind of my own conditioning and strength perspective. Um, and then got to uni, so did my Bachelor of One Exercise Science and my undergrad, which I love. And I think it's just stemmed from there. I really like how specific strength and conditioning is and how to return to play. Um, I think that kind of separates from the original physio route that I wanted to go down, really. Okay, yeah, so that's I mean, it's quite a classic strength and conditioning uh, journey. Um, yeah. Being athletic and sporty and, um, and wanting to learn more and being hungry to, to develop to help yourself and then um, progress into coaching and helping others with, with that skill set. You mentioned yeah, sure. um, moving from England to Australia. Did you get exposed to strength and conditioning coaches in, in England or physios in England or were you too young? To- I was too young. So I moved here when I was five. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, so I was really, I was really young. Yeah. Um, but still fortunate enough to kind of have a different perspective of what their main sport was as well, obviously with soccer. But not that I remember a heap, but it was a good perspective for my dad watching it and things like that. Absolutely. And then you mentioned injuries. Um, yep. Who, who did you work with mainly um, to help you with your injuries? Did you do it on your own bat? Did your family help you or did you have professional support with a physio, strength conditioning coach? Yeah, so I saw my first physio when I was 13. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started quite young because yep. I did my ankle really badly. Netball is not a great sport for joints. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I did my ankle and took a long time. I think I was in the boot for about 12 weeks. Um, yeah, so it was a long, yeah, long time. 
Um, so yeah, working with a physio, trying to get my strength back in my ankle, got back on the court and then did my knee the season afterwards. So obviously something went wrong with my build up and my rehab, which is kind of when my, you know, my head started ticking of what I can start doing to improve it. And yeah. when, when you say you did your knee as in ACL or? Uh, my MCL, actually. Yep. And playing netball? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so that's so, so back-to-back significant injuries. Um, yeah, what, for sure. As a young you know, kid, what did you learn from that, do you think, looking back that, now? It's hard because the fire for me to play was still very much there. Like I was 14, yeah. I wanted to play. Yeah. Um, and sitting on the sidelines did hurt, especially when we were winning um matches and then at the end of the season we finished on top and things like that that was hard for me to sit out on um but it also taught me a lot of resilience as well um kind of going through that process so yeah I'm injured but now I can rehab and then get back on the court obviously that time was not successful but um I mean it still works I'm still playing now so yeah yeah and um along your journey from a strength condition coaching perspective who have been yeah. some people that have influenced your career to date? I think one of the first ones uh, a few years back, my dad's friend, uh, Joe Russell, who's actually a co-founder of um, Edge Training. Yeah, James Russell. Yeah, so, Joe Russ. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So he's uh, a friend of my dad's, yeah. right? Yeah. So friend of my dad's. So I got in contact with him just to kind of chat about his experiences and any advice that he could offer me. And I think he really opened my eyes, my mind to what the industry can really be like. Um, he really just didn't sugarcoat it, kind of gave it to me as it is. And it really just helped me and will teach me how to be really resilient going into mm-hmm. the industry and kind of, mm-hmm. I'm quite competitive. So I am excited to get into the industry and I feel like I've got you know, that fire in my belly to get there. So yep. I think he really opened my eyes to it though, yep. which was really helpful. Yeah, and, and if we dive in a little bit more specifically for the developing strength conditioning coaches, mm-hmm. um, what, what type of advice? You mentioned he was quite honest and, and real with you. For, yeah. Yeah, for, the, for the listeners, can you share what resonated with you and, and how that helped um, yeah, put fire in the belly, like you said, and, and make you want it yeah. even more? He pretty much kind of outlined that it's not always about what qualifications you have. It's about networking. Networking is the key thing. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Um, at times, um, yep. obviously, your knowledge base is an outstanding start, but at the end of the day, your connections will get you far, further than what you know. Yeah, which is, that, I mean, that's how we got in contact, isn't it, through Nick Neffin? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, James had the exact same influence. We, we actually went to uni together. And okay. he was definitely by far the best at, uh, I think there's a fine line between networking um, uh, well and, and, and not so well. And James yeah. has, has, you know, has got the art down pat in terms of building really strong relationships um, naturally and just you know, uh, at, at ease, but also building not just from a professional sense, but also personal relationships as well. Um, yeah, so it's definitely sure. up, taken away, uh, exact same, same concept. There you me. go. Yeah, there you go, yeah. So, and he actually created a, a Facebook group, which is still um, going strong at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm on it, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. um, no, a big fan of Jay Russ. That, that's a small world, and I didn't even know that. So you learned these yeah. these things on on a podcast interview, hey? <laughs> um, and who else? Who else help has helped you along the way? I think. Well, more, most recently, you have as well. I think we're pretty good with going a little back and forth throughout the week of just checking in and how to build 
my professional communication as well, mm-hmm. um, especially managing a team. Um, like I'm Upway's first strength conditioning coach. So communication is definitely important. So I feel like I've learned that a lot recently with you. Um, but on a broader perspective, more of an inspiration is more um, the guys at the Female Athlete Project. Yep. Um, so Chloe Dalton. Um, so they're all about trying to put more engagement into women's sport and female athletes. Um, they also did a really big movement on uh, raising funds for the Paralympic athletes to get paid for the Olympics last year, which was amazing. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they've been a really good push for me to continue in this industry as well and just kind of give a little bit more engagement and um, just realness to women in sport. Yeah, so female athlete project for those that aren't, you know, that are interested in their work after what you've been telling us that they do, which is super inspiring. Um, How did you hear about them and uh, how can people find out more information or help support their cause? Are they Um, uh, a website or are they a gym? Like what are they? Yeah, so their website and Instagram, just female athlete project. They have a lot of merch as well, which goes towards raising funds. Um, how did I hear about them? I think it was more around the Olympic time where okay. they started building up their GoFundMe. So a little yep. bit late to the party, I'd say. Um, but yeah, they just like to um, put focus on different women's sports, different athletes, um, like with the Matildas. And, uh, so yeah, they're great. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. Well, that's good. We'll definitely add those links in the show notes for people to check out. Hey podcast listeners, I just want to take a short break from this episode to introduce Simone Alston. She'll be making a guest appearance as part of our panel of sports dietitianists with AFL experience on the 27th of January. This is a collaborated event, one that you will not want to miss. Simone will be discussing how the healthy food tracker can help you. Here's Simone to explain more. I'm Simone Austin, an advanced sports dietitian and author of Eat Like an Athlete. And I've worked with elite sports for over 25 years, including 12 years at Hawthorne AFL Football Club. But now I'm Chief Health Officer at Healthy Life. And I'm going to share with you our new and exciting Healthy Life Food Tracker. It's a great way for athletes to be able to track their food in real food terms. So join us so I can share more. To hear Simone's full discussion on this topic, as well as four other high-performance with AFL experienced sports dietitians, make sure to subscribe to the Prepare Like a Pro YouTube channel and click attend on our live event on the 27th of January, 8.30 p.m. Now back to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast episode. And going back to, you mentioned that you're getting a lot out of from a communication point of view and developing your professional skill sets by yeah. running the uh, Upway program. Um, yeah, it's definitely different from, you know, personal training, strength conditioning, which can be in one-on-one setting in the gym, what maybe up to one to four. Uh, suddenly now you're running a warm-up of, you know, up to 30 athletes or more. Uh, you're running conditioning sessions. You need to delegate, which I know we've, we've talked about, uh, and really yeah. think quick on your feet, which I can tell with the conversations we've had, um, you've got a knack for. Um, how, how invaluable is getting that experience um, at, at the football club? Um, you, I mean, it's so invaluable. I think it, all the little things that build up are really going to help me progress in my career and be the best coach that I can be, um, which is super important for the club and for the teammates as well. Um, 
and just trying to build rapport and those relationships with them as well um, is, yeah, so, so important. And then, you, you know, you've got the strength and conditioning aspects, um, mm. but then you've also been um, managing players from, an, you know, an athlete-centred approach. So each individual might be um, doing a different plan. Uh, how have you found um, running those sessions and being able yeah. to manage players on that individual level at such a, you know, large scale? It's a hard work more than I thought. Um, yeah. Like a lot going on in such little space and time. Yeah. Um, but once the system gets going, everyone kind of knows what they're going to and then it just runs a lot smoother from there. It's just kind of getting that initial start from everyone to kind of go, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do now and so on. Um, so, yeah, I think it was a struggle at first, but it's starting to get going now, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. for those listening, strength and conditioning coaches, what were a couple of big takeaways that you got from running the pre-Christmas program? I know that the January-February block is, is ahead of you, um, but yeah. what were some big takeaways that you got out of that you think would be really important for, for coaches to um, yeah, get that experience that you got? Yeah, um, definitely everything that you know they don't always have to know. Yep. I think simplifying things, um, making it easy for them to communicate across to is going to do so much more than just spilling words of things that they just don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Another thing is building rapport, building friendships and relationships with the club and the, you know, the teammates, the coaches, is just going to make things run a lot smoother. Um, people are going to like you and enjoy your company as well. So they're going to, be more inclined to listen to you as well yep. and know that you have the best interest for them. Yeah, 100%. That trust and, and like you said, rapport is so important and, and probably largely is something that I've noticed um, working in the industry is probably the big difference between uh, a program that's run well and one that's not run so well is the compliance and that buy-in um, because more or less we're, we're sort of programming similar run blocks um, and, and similar strength and power programs. Um, but being able to get that compliance and, and build that buy-in through rapport and relationship building, like you said, is, is the real yep. difference um, of a coach that's running a, a good program. So, um, oh, that's great. It's great that you're getting those takeaways. And uh, I think most high-performance managers that we've had on the podcast, the number one thing that they say for developing SCs is to run your own program, doesn't matter what level it is, if it's the under-13s, mm-hmm. community level, whatever it is, the, the earlier you can do that in your career, the better you'll be uh, long-term. So. Um, it's awesome yeah. that you're getting your experience and, and you're finding that firsthand by getting your hands dirty. It's um, you're getting building those skill sets in the art of of coaching. What about from a knowledge and sort of um, trying out new methods perspective? Uh, how do you like to upskill yourself? Is it um, through research, through um, speaking to other practitioners? What is something that is a podcast, listening, YouTube? What are your favourite ways to yeah, upskill yourself? Well. Obviously, I love learning. I'm going back to uni um, yep. to progress further. So I think that's a good start. Um, but I'm really big on podcasts. I think just really like, well, you know, you're going for a walk or you're just doing something. It's just nice to listen to different perspectives as well within the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also love research as well, like checking up on um, new methods and new ways, but also trial and error because you hear all these different ways and methods of how to improve performance, but you don't try it yourself, you're not going to know if it works best for you and then your, whoever you're coaching as well. Yeah, I like that. And, and being able to apply it to what is you know, relevant to what you're currently doing in your role 
Um, there is a lot of it. You know, we're in a world now where information uh, is all is easy to access. The challenge is filtering the relevance, like you sort of touched on there. Um, yeah. How do you go about doing that? Is that do you have like a journal, or is there a, is there a mentor that you lean on, um, or do you have a process of doing that, or is it, or is that something that sort of comes naturally to you? And it's second nature. I'd like to say I don't I don't try too hard to find kind of what I'm looking for, but however, anything with you know, online, if you look, if you want to find something, you'll find it. Mm. So it is hard to kind of sift through um, all the things and find something that's actually relevant to you and credible as well. It's probably more, more important. Yeah. And you mentioned doing, uh, enrolling in your master's. Um, yeah. Take us through the, the motive behind that. What are you looking to get out of uh, doing your master's in strength and conditioning? Um, so I will finish with that ASCA level two accreditation, which is awesome. Um, but just wanted to kind of find my niche a little bit more, narrow down of what I really want to study and find. And it also gives me a uh, component to start a little bit of a research thesis as well, which is really exciting for me for my second year. Yeah. Have you got any ideas of what you think you've done? A few ideas. I like, yeah. I like things around concussion-based and team sport. Yep. However, that's just a light idea. So we'll see where it takes me. And sure, I'll come up with hundreds of ideas anyway. Yeah, 100%. No, best yeah. of luck. That's, uh, it's awesome that you're doing that. And um, yeah, no doubt you'll get a lot out of that course. Yeah. Um, looking back at your career so far, what are some highlights that you look back uh, fondly? Um, I think working with amateur AFL players uh, has been really re- rewarding because they do rely a lot more on you than you think. Mm-hmm. They don't know as much as we do. They're not professional athletes. So they really take in what you say and what, and they do what you essentially tell them to um, because they want to improve or they want to return back to play with their rehab. Um, And with the team I was with last year over the pandemic, there was a few disruptions with the team, but we ended up with really good success with the season. Um, And it kind of just gave me a little bit more insight into, yeah, I'm on the right path with what I want to do. I find that's really rewarding um, and I'm really passionate about it as well. So that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on the flip side, what about, biggest challenges that you've faced and and how did you grow um, from that challenge? I think throughout my undergrad degree, um, being through the pandemic as well, finding placement um, was a struggle. Um, But at the end of the day, any experience is good experience. So that's when I jumped on. What did you end up doing for the placement? Yeah, so I jumped on with Ringwood Footy Club, which I'm still with them now. Yep. Um, so just doing part of the medical team, um, just doing bits with them. And then I did a certificate for an allied health assistance with Exercise Research Australia as oh, well. Fantastic. So, yeah, that so was really good from a clinical perspective, um, kind of understanding that people with varying medical conditions still really need and stress the importance of strength conditioning as well. Yeah, 100%. So it taught me a lot, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, tough, tough year. Um, in a role that's you know that we work with with people, uh, it's definitely heavily affected by um, getting hours of experience. But well done for navigating through that and and sticking to the task and still getting uh, something out of it from a from a growth perspective. So love that good insight to your mindset and and for strength conditioning coaches listening, it's sort of the the willpower that you do need a little bit sometimes is just to re- recognize okay, well I'm not going to be able to do that, but I'm, I'm going to focus on this area, like you said, developing your clinical skills and, and medical yeah. 
um, connections, which no doubt if you get a rehab role at some point in a club, that's going to come in handy with building relationships with the physios and, and trainers and uh, other you know, doctors and those sort of things. So um, yeah, it, all, it all comes together later on, that's for sure. Hey, podcasters, I'm excited to announce we have a free collaborated live event on the 27th of January, and this is one that you will not want to miss. Ben Parker is part of the panel. He is the Gold Coast Suns chef and performance dietitian. He'll be discussing body composition for AFL players and how to achieve an ideal body composition. Here's more information from Ben. Hi, guys. Ben Parker, performance dietitian at the Gold Coast Suns. Next week, I'm going to talk to you about what's the ideal body composition for an AFL athlete. Uh, I'll also talk about the performance benefits of different physique traits and ways that we can measure and track changes in body composition. I'll also give you some practical tips and strategies on how you can manipulate your own body composition and make yourself a better, more capable athlete. Speak to you then. Cheers. To hear Ben's full discussion on this very topic, as well as four other AFL experienced sports dietitianists, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Prepare Like a Pro, and click attend on our live event. Now back to the episode. We'll go into the, the, the personal side of the podcast. It's a little bit lighter mm-hmm. section. Um, so first one off the bat is which movie or TV series has impacted you the most and why? Most recently, I'm a, very late to the party, but the Formula One Drive to Survive show on Netflix. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. But, yeah, so you need to. Because, um, yeah. I, yeah, I was late to it, but it, I'm hooked on it. I think the mental toughness that all the racers have to get back in the car after crash after crash is just insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, as well as all the other components to it as well with the mental imagery and the training. It's, it's different to kind of what, I'm used to for sure, but it's, it's, it was really interesting, actually. Yeah, I can imagine that I'll have to write that one down. Um, what about favorite inspirational quote or life motto? My 2022 life motto is growth doesn't happen in the comfort zone. Love it. Very yeah. well put. Love that. Yeah. Uh, in your work life, what makes you angry? What are your pet peeves? Um, people that half ask things. And expect maximum results. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and also little things like equipment, not putting equipment away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got just yeah, be tidy. Yeah, love that. It's good. Good to keep the gym nice and tidy. There's there's a home for everything, and uh, yep. definitely helps to have those standards um, because before you know it, um, I've found myself. Yeah, when you don't have those standards, you, you're packing up the gym at the end of a shift, which is nothing worse. <laughs> yep. Um, what's your favorite way to spend your day off? Um, having a sleep in, um, heading to the gym or my rehab at the moment, and yep. going to brunch with family and friends, catching up, having a cup of coffee. Awesome. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. day. It is. Very good. Recharge the batteries. Um, fa- this is COVID free world. Favorite mm-hmm. holiday destination and, and why? Um, traveling Europe is definitely on my bucket list. Um, haven't delved too far into it. Um, obviously, I've done England and France, but nothing kind of along the coast. So definitely on my list once we can all get out of this. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it's not too far away. Hopefully not. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for, for tuning in and sharing your story and, and what has worked for you, equally also the challenges that you face and how you've coped with those challenges and, and that growth mindset that you have. 
Um, and also thank you for the work that you've been doing with the Akbay Football Club. You're a real asset to the team and I'm only getting positive feedback from, from everyone at the club. So well done. Um, what's on the horizon for you for, for 2022? Beth, what's on for I the rest think, of the year? Um, a few job prospects are uh, starting to come up this year, which is exciting. Well, that's what we want to um, hear. Yeah, yep, so stay tuned. Um, yep. And also just trying to get myself back into full function training, getting through my rehab, my surgery recently. Um, yep. Yeah, a so big talk, kind of talk us through that. What, what, what operation did you have and yeah, what does the re- so, rehab look like? So I had bilateral leg surgery um, three months apart and I, my artery behind my leg was trapped in muscle, so I was getting no blood flow to my feet um, and causing a whole lot of nerve issues, stress fractures, all that quite a, Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Um, yep. Took a long time to diagnose. Um, but we eventually got there and first surgery was a success. Yep. And now we're just getting through the second one. So okay, rehab-wise so- um, is just trying to build some strength back up in the calves. Um, I can start running probably three months post-op, which is still far, far to go. Yep. But I'm sure it'll come around really quickly. Is that when you'll have the second one or you've just had the second one now? Three months. Just apart. had the second. Yeah. Okay. Good. Oh, awesome. So, well, that's a good feeling. You've got them behind you now. You can. I know. New year. Really yeah. And um, and from from that perspective, like how how does it help you for athletes that are going through rehabilitation with the injuries that you've had and the processes that you've gone through? Um, do you find that helps you from a connection, empathy point of view when athletes are going through rehabilitation? Yeah, for sure. Um, especially when these were my first surgeries I've had. Um, ever so I wasn't really able to empathize with them beforehand um, but now like when they're having down days their motivation is low I can yeah I can empathize with that and kind of just get them through that as well and equally yeah. they get they help me get through it as well yeah it's kind of a two-way straight there yeah yeah I love that awesome well yeah thank you for sharing your time and um, being open and honest with us tonight and um, yeah, really looking forward to working with you throughout 2022 Oh, thank you. Any last words um, before I do the outro? Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for tuning yeah, in, guys. And, uh, yeah, if you want to listen to the podcast, um, we've got the YouTube episode that will be released tonight for those that tuned in late during the live segment and you want to listen to the very beginning of Beth's story, definitely recommend. There's some gems there for both developing strength and industry coaches but also for footballers from a practical sense. Um, and then the podcast will be released in the podcast world, which is Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you listen to podcasts in the coming weeks. So stay tuned. Um, and thank you for tuning in. Our next live episode will be with Kevin Ball, who's a biomechanist, who's currently working at Victoria University, um, but he also worked at Fremantle Dockers for a number of years and the Australian Institute of Sports. So really looking forward to that chat. If you need a little work on your kicking technique, then this is the one that you won't want to miss. So that's going to be this Thursday, the 13th of January at 8.30 p.m. I'll see you guys then. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content, such as a Q&A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian at Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane. And I often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. 
and I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be and then game changes yeah, game changes, whatever that might be and look it probably keeps me in a job but that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes and, you know, and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary, it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete for. Yeah, yeah. Another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Here's an example with Academy member Rama Davies, the strength conditioning coach at the Box Hill Hawks. Welcome, Rama, to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at, at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And, yeah, thanks, um, thanks Sam, for the chat. It was uh, I found it to be really insightful, plenty of gems in there. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my, my question to you was you spoke a, a, quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat, um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did uh, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm. Yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it yeah it certainly yeah has been massive for me now, and and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is is gratitude. I spend a lot of my mm. time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts doing a, a journal every day just a bit to say what I'm grateful for sort of three things. And um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to, yeah, like reset and, and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about, you know, that there is more to life than football or, you know, might be whatever as an SNC coach, you know, if something's you having a hard time, um, it can be massive with just, yeah, opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that, in that work bubble. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger, I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm. I think I was a bit single-minded back then and, um, you know, I thought there was one way of doing things and, um, if I kind of didn't have that fear of, you know, asking a silly question or fear of judgment, it would have got me a lot further and I probably would have learned a lot quicker, um. And yeah. and yeah, like just yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest, 
or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.